Welcome to Be Customer-Led, where we'll explore how leading experts in customer and employee experience are navigating organizations through their own journey to be customer-led and the actions and behaviors employees and businesses exhibit to get there. And now, your host, Bill Stagos. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another week of Be Customer Led. I'm your host, Bill Stakos. I have a dear friend for our guest today. Gavin McComber is the CEO of a company called Cloudly Communications. Now, Cloudly is a leading provider of next-gen voice messaging and data communication solutions for businesses and consumers. They've got about 7,000 customers. I'm really excited to talk to Gavin today because a topic that is near and dear to his heart, given the business that they're in, as well as mine, just from the space that I'm in in customer experience is meeting customers where they are, not where you are as a company. So Gavin, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks so much for your time today. Bill, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me on Be Customer Led. And I just, I want to give you a a shout out. Remember a couple of years ago, you told me you were starting this podcast and you've really taken it to amazing heights. So congratulations. And I'm uh, honored to be on it. Oh, man, I'm, I'm so honored to have you here. And you were probably thinking then, like, this guy's nuts. Like, what are we doing? So, And for our wow. listeners, our, our, our kids played hockey together up in New Jersey when my family and I were living in New Jersey. So very excited to have you going. So, Gavin, we ask every guest the same question to kick off, right? So, And you've got a really interesting background, marketing, strategy, ventures. You've been a founder. Tell our listeners a little bit about your journey. I've let the rabbit out of the hat a little bit, I guess, but tell us, tell the listeners about your journey and some, what are the differentiating factors that you think have helped you along your career? Great question. And yeah, let me, I'll I'll give you a a little, little bit of background and then maybe try to inject some, some life learnings, not, not to get preachy at all, just because I know when I, when you and I probably talked about this too, like when you start your career, you don't, you're not always confident in terms of like, what am I going to do? And how's, you know, how does the world turn? And yeah. I went to school in the Northeast. I went to Babson for business school in the early 2000s. Did I sometimes people ask me how I, how'd you get into telecom, by the way? Right. And, and I did a traditional summer, you know, MBA internship at a company uh, called Genuity at the time. Genuity was the old GT internetworking. It was, it was like a spinoff from Verizon when Verizon was formed mm-hmm. back in the day. I'm, I'm dating myself a little bit here, but uh, so- You're but, dating to me doing that, by the way. Uh, don't don't upset the host, Gavin. You know <laughs> they were doing, Genuity was doing some really cool stuff. So they, they were actually one of, they were the original internet backbone, the States back to like, you can look this stuff up, like BBN in Boston, Al Gore was involved in that company way back when founder of the internet, right? They, they were doing some really cool stuff in the early 2000s. And I went to work for them. They had, when I left business school, I thought about going, should I go big corporate or should I do something else? And I've always had an entrepreneurial bent to me. And one of their customers was a startup that was doing international calling from cell phones at the time for consumers and over voice over IP. It was, and I was like, wow, these guys are really doing some cool stuff. And this sound, this seems like a lot more fun, right? Yeah. So, but obviously risky at the time. And, and back then it was not popular to be an entrepreneur or do a lot of startup stuff. So I went there and spent, spent a year or two trying to crack the consumer market. Mm-hmm. And the consumer market, as we know, it's like B2C versus B2B. It's, yeah. it's always challenging. So 
fast forward, uh, we had we had some success, enough success where we basically pivoted the company to become more of a B2B player, changed the name from a consumer name like Cellular LD to Mobile Sphere. And we we had some we had some some luck. We had some good timing. We picked up some marquee customers like the Boston Consulting Group, mm. Harvard University, Consumer Cellular. You still see their ads on TV today. Yeah. But, you know, that was pretty cool. So that I spent seven years there and and grew, we grew the company. You know, it wasn't always easy, but I but I am a firm believer that that everything happens for a reason. And while you you, you learn from your there's, there's the, the challenging years and and and, and everything everything leads you somewhere in your life. So mm-hmm. for younger listeners that are that are like trying to figure out like what to do next or oh, what if I don't you know know where I'm going like trust your instincts. So I went from Mobile Sphere. We started talking to Vonage in in like 2010, and we almost long story short, we almost sold the company to them. Wow. And no, but it, but they didn't buy it, and that was like a big disappointment. There, the technology wasn't congruent, whatever. Right, heard those stories. But I, but I got to know the management team, and they said, "Hey, we're we're launching uh, this new product, Vonage Mobile. Do you want to come come help us?" And it was like sort of time for a change. And yeah, my wife was from New Jersey. That's how I ended up in New Jersey, Bill. Yeah. So I so I came down and started working for Vonage. We we came down and 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 Vonage was a was a great experience too. But it was big corporate. Like I went from a startup. Yeah. To, you know, a, you know, a thousand people in yeah. at the Vonage headquarters in, yeah. in New Jersey. So definitely a uh, a transition. And that was the Vonage app on your mobile phone, right? I remember using that. We're still customers. We're still Vonage customers today. Are you? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So at the time, Vonage was very consumer focused, but yeah. that was that was it. It was like the Vonage. You had Vonage at home, and then you had Vonage on your phone, yeah. and that's that's what we did. And 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 it was it was neat. So I was there for I did product marketing ended up in in strategy the last last sort of stint advantage and worked with some external consultants and got the strategy bug and the consulting bug and so i left when i left vantage in 2013 or so i opened up my own management consulting shop one man (laughs) management consulting shop that's not easy no it was and consulting is, you always hear this, it's like feast or famine, right? But, and, and I did that for about five years and, and it was, and, and I also did a couple little startups in there. I was involved with a couple startups, which was neat. Ended up with a company, consulting for a company called First Orion. First Orion was in, we'll, we'll pull this back into the, into the CX arena for you. First Orion was, was, had this really cool product that they were launching called Engage. And it's, it's a branded calling solution on a mobile phone. So when your phone rings and you see that unknown number, right, or random number, mm-hmm. and you're thinking, should I take this call or not? This was, they, they had this solution where they could literally brand, and they, they have it today and they're doing well with it, brand the entire screen with the like Amex logo. So it was American Express calling and trying to reach you, right? And not only would they tell you, not only did you know it was American Express calling, but they would pers- we could personalize it. We could say, Bill, this is Amex calling about you know some charge that was on your card, right? Did yeah. You so that was a a really cool technology, and and is today, and and that's where the world's heading. So we, we if you, if you haven't received a branded phone call, you you probably will one of these days. I've never I've never gotten one. I, we've talked about this. I remember when you were doing the work. I think that especially given sort of the proliferation of mobile, like even I mean, obviously it's been around for a long time, but even the last com- couple of years, the technology. And the importance of even text as part of that, right? Like even branded text could be a thing 
where it's just like, I'm getting random numbers. I'm like, who is this? Right. Sometimes you'll see AT&T or whoever it is there, but I love that and absolutely would increase my propensity to pick up the phone if I knew that it was a brand versus some unknown number. Yeah. And, and it's, it's coming. I think it, it, it's a technology that's going to get rolled out by the carriers, Verizon, yeah. T-Mobile, AT&T. You're, you, it's, it's coming. And there are a couple of players in the space. First Ryan certainly wasn't the only one, but, but that was, I did that for a couple of years. It was a fun stint, ended up running marketing for them, left in 2020 and got started looking at the unified communications market. So mm-hmm. sort of back to Vonage, back to voice messaging. Yep. It's sort of, sort of my, my core I was talking to some PE firms about doing uh, a, a you know a roll up strategy. Could we go out and buy a couple you know platforms in the US? And and this is where like everything happens for a reason. And and somehow I got connected with this PE firm up in Canada in Toronto, CPS Capital, and they were in the process of acquiring a unified communications an IP fax company in Canada. <laughs> and they said, Hey, we're looking for somebody to like come in and do some due diligence and help us think about strategy. And should we go into the U S and mm-hmm. all this? And I said, you know, I'll put my hand up. And, and, yeah. and so, so I did, I consulted for them and then we, we, and we came up with a strategy and everything and we, and we got along pretty well. And, and then it was, the next question was, Hey, uh, we're looking for a CEO in Montreal. Do you know anybody? And, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm not in Montreal, but but this is what was crazy, right? It's it was COVID, right? So everybody was starting. Everybody's perceptions are starting to change, and they're like, yeah. and I, I said to them, I'm like, guys, I, I think this company could be could work really well in a distributed manner, distributed fashion, etc. So, and we're going to go in. We're going to expand in the U.S. So fast forward, I, I for the first year, I ran the company like on Zoom, like this, right? And you've probably heard those stories. How hard is that, man? Oh my gosh. That's tough as a new CEO as well. Like that had to be a challenge and a half. It was, it was. I finally got up to Canada and met everybody in person. Like on, it was like 10 months later, but it was, oh uh, but it, I, I'm a big proponent, I think of remote work. I think in, in a lot of cases yeah. it, it can work. You and I've talked about this. Yeah. And, and of course we're in the unified communications business. And so we're, we're providing companies and people with mobile communications technology that allows them to work from anywhere. So you, you have to, you have to sort of foster that, right? Absolutely. And, yeah. You got to live that every day. Tell us That's a little right. bit about, tell us a little bit about Cloudly for, for customers, for our listeners in <clears throat> the US or even Canada. I mean, we've got listeners gratefully around the globe. Like tell us a little bit about Cloudly and some of the products. Cause some of the things that you guys have even somewhat recently have come out with are pretty cool. I mean, just really interesting, yeah, awesome thanks. technology that you guys are uh, putting out there in the marketplace. Thanks. Yeah. So Cloudly, our, our core product is a unified communications platform, which is basically voice messaging, soft phone, mobile apps, also also congruent with the, with the sort of old school desk phone. The industry calls it like hosted PBX. So it's, it's basically a cloud-based business phone communication system. Mm-hmm. So we have, we have a few thousand customers up in, in Canada, mostly SMBs. We also have the company also has an IP fax business, and that's a whole whole another story because people hear the word fax and they're like, "The people are still faxing today." But <laughs> Probably more IP, than you think over IP, right? I'm sure. Yeah, IP fax is is actually huge. It's I mean the entire like the the just a quick example the entire medical community, hospitals, insurance companies. So I think there's a stat out there: seventy five percent of of patient records that flow around the country every day mm-hmm. are sent over IP fax. Mind-boggling, right? So, we've been in that business for a long time, and and that's a, still a high-growth area of the company. But back to 
Back to unified communications, that's really you know where we see the growth opportunity, and hmm. and uh, it, it, particularly in North America, the during COVID, unified UCAS as they call it, became rapidly adopted, hmm. right? As you can imagine, I mean, March two thousand, uh, March twenty twenty, yeah. everybody went home, right, all at once, and that's why Microsoft Teams took off, right? Because everybody companies figured out they had Teams on their Office three sixty five yep. package, right? But also for all the other, for all the UCAS companies out there, including Vonage and Ring Central and and Dialpad and and many of the others, it it really became like a just a hyper growth opportunity, right? Because because everybody needed to work remotely, and that's what unified communications does. What we realized though at Cloudly was when we started thinking about our North American strategy, we realized that the SMB market, particularly the the micro SMB market. And when I say micro SMBs, I'm talking about businesses of like, you know, two to 10 employees, right? And there, there are, there, there are 10 million of those in the US, just to give you perspective. And we're talking about any, everybody from personal services, professional services, mom and pop retailers, real estate, property management. I mean, you just go go through the list, right? Financial services, even that, right? You've got a small RIA team that's managing money somewhere and- Consultants, right? Freelancers. I mean, the freelancing the freelancing industry is just blowing up, right? Which, so that's, which is exciting to see. I love, love to see that. So we, so we came up with a product called Talk and Text, and we launched it just a couple months ago. Yeah, it's really targeted for micro SMBs. It and what it does is, as you might imagine, based on the name, it's 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 we basically took texting, and when I and I, and when I say texting business, I'm referring to business texting, not personal SMS. Mm-hmm. Which is, mm-hmm. Personal SMS is like when I'm texting you, yeah, or you're texting your colleagues. Business texting is customer to company or company to customer. Yep. I'm trying to bring this back into your wheelhouse too. Yeah. So it's so it's it, it and their companies have been doing this for a long time, right? This is not new. Look at I know you had the CMO from Live Person on you know, yeah. couple, you know last month. Great, great, great podcast, by the way. You know, Live Person's been doing this for big companies for yeah. a long, long time. Big brands like airlines, yeah. right? And and being able to text a big business like an airline is hugely convenient. I got stuck in Florida last week. My family and I went down for President's Day weekend and flight got canceled and I'm on I'm I'm trying I'm talking to three airlines and think about it, if you if you had to call three airlines and like wait on hold, never get it done. I was yeah. texting with three different airlines. Very and cool. yeah, and I got a flight. Like it was wild. This is a great example of like big brands and large enterprise have access to that kind of technology mm-hmm. from companies like Live Person. Mom and pop retailers, not so much, right? Yeah. And especially now, right? I mean, I feel like we still get everything delivered. Even, I mean, we've just, because we've been able to support a lot of different small businesses in our area because of it. And they've taken advantage of, you know, they've got stuff certainly on the web and you can do your ordering, but I have texted a couple of them. That's more personal though. But like, think about sort of like being able to text my order or saying, hey, could you add this to this order coming on Wednesday? And the convenience of that, is off the charts. I mean, totally. completely changes the experience that you've got and the interaction you have with that company. Yeah, absolutely. And we as consumers have, have lived through this. Like, think about your kids are hungry uh, for dinner. You, you didn't make it to the grocery store. Let's order pizza, right? So I, so, so I can either go on Uber Eats or one on Grubhub, whatever, right? Yeah. That's pretty easy. But what about the local pizza place that everybody likes who doesn't have that technology? They're not on Uber Eats, right? They're yeah. not on Grubhub. We've got one 
you know, in, in our neighborhood, you've probably been there that, that we like, my kids always ask for it, but they, the only way to order a pizza from them is on the phone. Right. So you got to like, and you know how it is. Everybody's busy. Like, oh, I got to yeah. call them. And yeah. I and like, and I got to, do I want half cheese and half pepperoni? I, I like, so just think of you, if you could fire off a text and just say, Hey, Dominic, can you cook me up that cheese and pepperoni special that we like? Right. And, yeah. and then, and then you have a personal relationship with these guys too, and they remember you. And this is what's cool. So what talking text does for these types of businesses is we have an app that's that you can put on your smartphone, right? So obviously like your iPhone, your Android, yep. but even cooler, we have an iPad app and a lot of businesses use iPads now. Yep. Um, and then of course we have a, like a, you know, Mac, Mac app, a Mac OS, and we have yep. a PC app. Yep. If I'm in the pizza shop and, and I've got an iPad there, I can see those, I can, I can receive a message from a customer and I can get an, literally get an order. But not only that, they know it's me, right? Because they've saved me in, in their address book mm-hmm. in contacts. And it's, it's look, it's like a lot of small businesses today run their businesses off their personal mobile devices and yeah. they do it for that reason. But it gets super challenging when you have multiple employees, right? Think about, a, I'll give you an example, like a real estate firm who has a team and that's pretty popular today. Like mm-hmm. we get a team of real estate agents, two, three people and comp- customer texts, realtor a right and says hey i'm interested in this can you take me to see this house and yeah. realtor a now has to call realtor b and say uh hey so-and-so wants to see this house and then like and and they just they just get crazy right so now what you can what we have is we have this shared phone number capability so there's one number we give you a number when the text comes in anybody on the team receives it and can respond hmm. to it and if I respond to it in real time, you can actually see me typing, right? Mm-hmm. So you're not going to respond to the customer while I'm responding, right? Yeah. And, and then we have all kinds of cool things like we can add auto replies, right? So if it's after hours or whatever, or on the weekend and, yeah. and it's, so this is where this tech, this technology that's been available for big brands and large enterprise, we like to say we're democratizing that for small business. I love that. I love that. And you, you've actually done some, re- your company's done some research on this, which I thought was fascinating. And because it's not a small number of people that you guys have uncovered that actually would actually want, I mean, I think like I use text all the time. Like it's my preferred method of communication, frankly, even with my own team, I'm texting. I don't love Slack. I, I mean, it's, it's convenient, but like I'm typically texting too, or maybe even using both and folks are jumping in and out of different channels. Tell us a little bit about that research because I think like some of those results were really interesting to me. Like those numbers are like some of the numbers in terms of people interested in, in texting their small business or mom and pop down the road are are really fascinating. Totally. So we 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 did a consumer survey last year sometime and it was a couple thousand US mobile users. And the results were really that they are really interesting. I mean, first of all, the big stat that jumps out of it is ninety-three percent of of consumers. Mm-hmm. want to talk and text with a small business. So this is like the pizza shop, right? I, I don't, I, I, I want to call them to order the pizza, but I also, I would love to text them if it was available. Yeah. And, and then the other one that, that we did, we asked consumers about their experience with small businesses. And this goes back to, it's so easy to order stuff on Amazon. You just, we all did that during COVID, right? Except when my recycling gets so big with all the boxes. If there's not a sign of privilege, it's Amazon showing up at your house every single day with like multiple boxes, right? Oh my God. So, but the, but the challenge, like a lot of, we all want to support 
local business, right? Yeah, absolutely. And small business. And like, so, and a lot of these small businesses, they, they've, they, they've got this stuff. And so it's really about just making that purchase experience for small businesses convenient mm-hmm. for consumers. And I'll give you another example, right? So if, if you, if you use a, like a, a, a wine app, right, let's say uh, you want to get a, you found your new favorite wine and you're going to order it from wine.com or somebody, yeah. right? You can do that on the internet. I mean, Amazon's been in and out of the wine business, by the way, like three times, but you can order that stuff and it'll ship. You can order a case of wine and it'll show up at your doorstep. Yeah. But you know, what about the local, your local uh, wine shop downtown who you want to support? They're independent. Maybe they've got one or two locations. And so again, if I can text them and say, hey, did that wine, that that Italian uh, Chianti that I like come in, right? And a lot of times you want to call them, but you don't have the time, right? Everybody's busy and forget about it. But if I could fire off a text, like while I'm in a meeting or whatever, and just say, hey, can you you guys put that aside for me this weekend? I'll be there Saturday, right? And I think that's what the important thing around text is, right? I mean, text fits into your schedule as a consumer, right? It doesn't like, oh, now I've got to go to the, now I've got to take five minutes or 10 minutes out. I've got to go to the website. I've got to order the wine. Then it'll be delivered fine. But if you're like at a stoplight or at a stop sign, or you've got 30 seconds in between a phone call and you're trying to have some lunch or whatever that is, you could just fire off that text and say, hey, I'd like a case of this wine as an example. That is meeting your customer where they are, right? And And it fits. And now you fit into their life which is so meaningful. And not only today, I think that the pandemic has certainly accelerated that, but I mean, that was a trend that's been building, but absolutely critical for any business. And love that you're bringing that now. And I love the concept of democratizing. We talk about where I work, the concept of democratizing insights. You're democratizing technology to the masses by helping them be more competitive with larger companies. When you talk to your customers, like I can't imagine like a small, like a, like a three person, four or five person organization has like a communication strategy, right? But when they're like looking at your product, how do you think that makes them change their, their view or their perception of this is really important? Like we got to really think about how this fits into how we're engaging our customers. Like, is it like a light bulb moment or is it like a problem they thought they never had? Or how does that kind of manifest? Yeah, it's a, that's, that's a great question, Bill. And I, I'd love to ask you the same question because you probably, you could probably help us there. It's, but so the, the, the challenge with micro SMBs and like, we all know we've either been small business owners or yeah. we know small business owners yeah. and people, especially during COVID, like these people like were, were, are just working around the clock, trying to keep their business yeah. afloat. Yeah. If they were a brick and mortar shop and like they were dealing with restrictions back, you know, in the day or, or a restaurant, right. That was at 50% capacity. I mean, think about, and so these, so these are, it's, it's, people are busy. So it's, it's really about how do you get them to understand that we can help them, right? Mm-hmm. So how can I help you help grow your business and make yeah. it easier for your team and make it more convenient for you, less of a stressor. It's like we, 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 we wrote this blog post about a couple, maybe, maybe, you know, six months ago, vacation proofing your SMB, right? <laughs> like small business people want to go on. Yeah. Know, just like go on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> but what if the phone keeps ringing? So when you have a landline and I've talked to some people and they're like, well, what do I, they have a landline, old school landline that comes in their business mm-hmm. and they literally like have to, they fast forward or they forward it to their 
cell phone, right? But then their cell phone rings off the hook like 24 seven, right? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't really sound like a vacation to me. No, not at all. So what we, what we, with our service, so we do texting and voice, it's all yeah. together. And so what you can do is you can have, you can really control, not only like you can control the customer experience and you can provide a really, I think even, even better customer experience. Cause think about when you, as a customer, when you call in and you don't get the business or they don't answer the phone, we have, we have, if you text in, we can send an auto reply. It's like after hours or we'll come back to you. we'll, we'll, We'll be back to you on Monday. So we can do, and we can automate all that stuff for businesses and we can do it from between nine and five, they're going to get this message. And, and then you can do cool stuff. Like if they call in, you give them an IVR and you can say, press one to like leave a message um, or press two and we'll, we'll, we'll text you. And then you send it and then they press two and, and our platform will send an automatic text to them saying, and then we, now we've converted the conversation into a texting thread. Yeah. And what, and somebody on the team can jump in and say, Oh, hey, Bill, what do you need, right? Yeah. Gavin's on vacation. I'm going to take this one, totally. et cetera. Yeah. Exactly. And that it also with the whole shared, the, the the personal mobile, a lot of SMBs try to run their businesses on personal mobile devices. Yeah. That is is super challenging because they got one mobile number. Think about the, the realtor that posts their mobile number, right, on every house they're trying to sell. And that's, again, if you can have that, that number comes into a shared app and three or four people can respond to it, makes it easier. Very cool. I, for me, I'm a little bit unorthodox in, in, in my view around customer experience from the perspective of you got to use the toolkit to actually drive business strategy, increase revenue, reduce your costs, improve the culture of your company, right? So for me, when I think about meeting your customers where they are, you got to do it in a customer-friendly way, of course, deliver the types of or, or open up sort of a way to engage your business that your customers are looking for. So one, you got to understand that. But at the end of the day, it's about increasing sort of the sort of the opening of the door, right? For them to come into that funnel at the end of the day. And if you don't have texting, I mean, obviously everybody have nearly every business has voice, right? But like if you're not offering things like text because you're and your and your customers want to do that, you're missing opportunities to grow your business. Yeah, so for I, me, it is, it is very much about increase opening the door to the funnel or the top of the funnel and then being able to keep them in because now you're keeping them engaged in a very personalized way. Oh, that's 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 a really good point. And you asked me a question a few minutes ago, and I, I'm going to circle back to it. When, when you talk to small businesses, right, yeah. what are they, you know, does the light bulb go off? So one of the things that we can do is we can text enable your existing landline phone number, right? So this is your, your voice number. No kidding. And, that's yeah, pretty cool. It's cool. And and look, we're not the first to do it. Yeah. Um, others have, but what it allows you to do is now you've got this this published landline number out there that's everywhere. It's in it's on the internet, it's on your yeah. website, it's yeah. in now you can say call me or text on that number and that text comes in and it goes on on the app on the existing landline number. So that's super powerful stuff. And when you tell a business that, the business owner that, usually they're like you kind of they're like you can do that? <laughs> yeah. And I then I tell them, that's interesting. This, this is another crazy statistic. And then we and we tell them your customer, you've got customers out there that are probably trying to text that number, and they're just disappearing and, and, in the other yeah. space. Right? That's There's pretty like, cool. That is really cool stuff. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. What do you when you think about business texting? I mean, you guys are probably measuring this, but like, what are you hearing in terms of the impact of that on the SMB space? You guys capturing uh, that in any way? We launched the product a couple months ago, so we're pretty early. But we've had, yeah. you know, a lot of conversations with 
small business owners who have, have, we've got a free trial so you can sign up and you can use the service for a month on us, which is pretty cool. So we get a lot of feedback, which is great because I, I, you, you want customer feedback and that's how you improve. But it's, it's great to hear stories from business owners who we've made their, their life more convenient, right? The business, the business owner themselves, the realtor, uh, real estate group uh, with shared texting, the, We've got uh, property management uh, companies. We've got small, like one, two person law firms, right? And believe it or not, like they have clients that, that actually want to text them and don't yeah, want to get sure. on the phone. We've, I think we've, we've made their lives easier. We've made their lives more efficient. It's go back to the vacation proofing yeah. your business. Like, and then from, the, from a consumer standpoint, I think we're, we're giving consumers that option to text a local business, right? And and so that's for them, it's pulling it back to like ordering pizza for your kids. That's something that I think is is super valuable, right? For for all of us out there as consumers. I just went through the order pizza for your kids last night. I would have loved to be able to text because <laughs> we were running around the house trying to take care of three and get, get them like post-school, like just kind of calm down and not run around and just like, what are we gonna do for dinner? And kind of looked at each other and said, Okay, let's order some pizza. I'd love to just be able to fire off a text version, having a call. Here's my address, blah, 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 and kind of going through all that stuff. This is really cool tech. I've got two more questions for you, Gavin. And I've recently started asking the first one, but I really do love uh, the responses that I get because, and I'm actually getting feedback that, that folks love this question because it's opening people's perspective into different leaders out there. So like, who do you look up to from a business perspective? That's a great question, Bill. And you, you sent you sent that to me a couple of weeks ago, and I was yeah. thinking about it. And I, I respect people that are visionaries, people who can see markets shaping three, five years in the future. I think that's a uh, that's that's a incredible asset for 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 a lot of people. Probably many of us could probably do it if we tried, if we just thought about it. But I look at people, obviously, like class example there is like Elon Musk with. Elect, you know, electric vehicles, right? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm an EV guy now. Um, I'm not a Tesla driver, but <laughs> even a year ago, like the EV market was in its you know very immature, right? Very still, yeah. very emerging, un untried. And it and another year goes by, another two years, everybody's going to be driving EVs. So yeah, having I pickups. Vision. I mean, pickups yeah. now as EVs is just mind boggling yeah. to me, right? Just it is, yeah. Yeah. The F-150 is going electric, right? Yeah. The lightning, um, man. I, like you can't even yeah. get one. It's just like everyone wants one of those things. Totally. In our industry, there, there are a couple of people. So one, Rob Lacasio, he's the founder of, of Live Person. I, I don't know Rob, but I've watched him over the last 10 years. I've watched that company grow. Again, classic example of like knowing that this the world we were going to live in was going to be messaging and texting centric. Yeah. And again, they they empower big brands to communicate with their customers via text or vice versa, right? Customers to come to, to so having that insight, you know, and, that, and now they're doing really cool stuff with like conversational AI. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, I mean, it's really cool, stuff. amazing. You're, yeah. you're this is in your in your sweet spot, and and love to hear more about where you think that the whole conversational AI space is going because it's a that's for people who haven't heard that term because I think it's still sort of a niche term. Yeah. It's, what what are, what, are, what are your thoughts on that? Is that I, I actually see that I see that creeping down more into you know the commercial or mid market space, right? It's certainly in the higher end for sure. But what I see more and more, and we we talked a little bit about this when we had the CMO on, is and they're doing some really cool stuff. And there are other platforms out there that are doing this, but it's much more interactive and more engaging. 
video like right onto your phone as an example, like being able to draw that up. And I think it's going to like the next, let's say three in about three years, it's going to completely change the way that we even like, like use this thing. I mean, it's, it's really going to be much different. I don't, I don't know if how different people realize it's going to be. I mean, live, live person's a massive organization, right? Like they're sort of at the forefront, a lot of this stuff, but the, the interactiveness is going to get much more sophisticated and the personalization as well and companies' ability to deliver personalized messages at the right moment in context is really going to start to get much, much bigger, which, so I'm really excited for that. Yeah. And, and by the way, to do that in a almost fully automated fashion, fully, that's right. That's right. That's what's I think pretty wild about it. The, The other one, I'll give you one other, the, if we have time. There's a guy named Chris Hurd. He, I don't know if you've come across him on, on LinkedIn or anywhere, but he's, he's the founder and CEO of First Space. Yeah. First, First Space is this company that's providing, they provide a platform for remote work. So when you, you hire somebody and you onboard them, what do they need at, at their, in their home office, right? And how do, these guys have figured out how to make this experience just incredible, right? Yeah. The onboarding experience. So when you, when you started a new company, and you're working remote, and this this platform allows that company to basically make sure you have everything you need, right? And it all gets shipped, and it's all personalized. And yep. so the reason, and again, I'll tie it back to like people who can see market shaping. Chris figured out before COVID somehow that this whole world was going to go remote, right? Yeah. And overnight. Yeah. I have a lot of respect for people people like that. He's also look working remote is not easy. I think he's also doing a lot of good, injecting a lot of yeah. good for people out there that are, that especially like if you're younger in your career, I mean, imagine your first job out of college and you got to work remote, right? It's like, that's got to be super challenging. It is. I mean, I remember when I was at Freddie Mac, we were doing like surveying younger employees and they were like, I- I've got a remote cohort. I actually, they were connecting outside of the office. Like no one was going to the office at the time and they were forming groups and coming together like at park socially distant just to meet other younger employees right and old guys like me are like i'm never going to the office like i don't want to do that right so but like but it was really fascinating in the importance of creating that human connection early on not just getting it right from like an onboarding perspective but even being able to think about not just remote work but also making those those human to human connections in 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 a way is is super important. I'm with you in terms of the the misfits and the and the folks that are able to kind of like see peek around the corner when others are just still kind of toiling at their desk like doing the doing the work that everybody else is doing. When you when you think about where you go for inspiration, where do you go to fill your tires? Great question. I I, I definitely spend time on LinkedIn like we all do. I mean, I, I like to follow what's going on in the industry yeah. and see what my old colleagues from various places are doing. And that's all. And, and obviously like just being aware of like trends and what's yeah. happening uh, around. I, the other one, but I'll, I'll give you another one. I'm a huge fan of morning brew, not, not to plug them too much, but I yeah. love what those guys have done. Alex Lieberman, yeah. I mean, brilliant guy, obviously. I, I started listening to their business casual podcast like, yeah. two or three years ago, yeah. like on the treadmill. Right. I'm like, and how good were those right early oh, on? Man. Yeah. Super engaging podcast. I mean, yeah. and what they're doing, I mean, what they've accomplished and what they oh. continue to do is just, it's awesome. It's an inspiration. It's great to see. They've got a new podcast uh, called Imposters. I haven't listened to it yet, but I just I, saw I, it. 
I just saw it as well and it I, I a couple to. weeks ago. So um, it sounds pretty cool. It's yeah. like how do people how do people get to where they are in their yeah. careers? It's like yeah. what we're talking about right now. Yeah. It's uh, going to be fascinating. So I'm 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 looking forward to listening to some of those when when I can find the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got to run a business. I know that's not easy and that takes up a lot plus uh, plus a family and everything else. Gavin, it's so good to see you, man. So happy to have you on the show. I really appreciate you coming on and talking to talking to listeners about a little bit what you're doing, what you're hearing out there in the market. And I think you guys are doing some really cool stuff. And I think it's so important to be able to bring this kind of technology to so many other organizations who really need to open up that door and let customers in in different and new ways. Um, you're changing the game, man, every day. That's awesome. Thanks, Bill. Well, uh, pleasure. Uh, pleasure is mine. Thank you so much for for having me, having us, and really enjoyed the conversation. So let's yeah. uh, let's do it again soon in, in person too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Next time I'm up in, in your neck of the woods, I'll uh, definitely give you a shout. Or vice versa. Thanks. Absolutely. Okay. All right, everybody. All Have right, a great Bill. week. We're out. Talk to you soon, Thanks everyone. for listening to Be Customer-Led with Bill Stakos. We are grateful to our audience for the gift of their time. Be sure to visit us at BeCustomerLed.com for more episodes. Leave us feedback on how we're doing or tell us what you want to hear more about. Until next time, we're out. We're out.